0: Welcome to I on the Illini. This is Illini guy Mike Kegley here with Illini guy Brad Sturdy. We also have Illini guy director of recruiting, Kedrick Prince. This is a big day. Uh, Brad, uh, Coleman Hawkins kind of uh, was very definitive. Um, and I know, Ked, you were uh, a part, you know, and, and got a, uh, this news as well. But let's talk a little bit about what Coleman Hawkins had to say today to kind of clear up some rumors and maybe put some things to rest. Brad?
1: Well, I think um, I, I think from Ked's standpoint, you know, Ked has a great um, great relationship with the family, so I'll let him kind of talk on okay. that because he's uh, he's the guy who you know he broke this one.
0: All right, Ked. So let's get let's get the news from you. Um, what happened, and uh, let's talk about uh, what the importance is to the Alina. Well, I mean, what kind of led up to this was I know a lot of people
2: probably don't understand, you know, why he wanted to leave or why he there was talk about him leaving. And, you know, we all saw the interview uh, from the press conference where Coleman talked a lot about not having a meeting with Coach Underwood or they met, but it, they, they had different of agreements of what they thought it was. But Coleman, there was talk. He was well, it wasn't talk. He was going to enter the transfer portal. So, I mean, because I think the thought was behind it was they're Illinois is recruiting so many people at his position. And I don't, and, it's, and, and it would have been a crowded position. And I don't think he was on, un, he understood what Coach Underwood was expecting from him. I don't think they had a, a, an in-depth conversation about it. And what he didn't want to do was come back. And from my understanding to just be a role player on the team and be a cheerleader again. You know, this is going into his third year. He had been around for a while and, you know, he was frustrated at times last year because we all saw how good he was at times and how great he was. But Coleman was frustrated with a lot of times because he felt that, you know, his lead was shorter than a lot of other players. And he felt that that affected the way he played. He didn't want to look over his shoulder if he missed a shot or missed a defensive assignment. So I think there was a lot of miscommunication. Uh, I will tell you this, though. One of the things is that Coleman, you know, it's not a secret that he put in time, but he didn't put enough time in to make himself the player that we all know he could be. Cause he leaves you wanting more all the time. So there was a, I was expecting him and I knew it was going to happen to be in the transfer portal on Friday. So that was not a joke. I was, when I put on Twitter, you know, to people and on our message board, that's what I was talking about because, you know, as soon as Nance hit the transfer portal, I thought, okay, boy, you know, here it comes. And they did. He and Coach Underwood and the staff had a talk. And it was a great conversation, my understanding, and it it worked out. And he's staying.
0: That 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 is uh, music to Illini fans ears. Brad, you're, of course, hearing things uh, all the time. What is your take on this?
1: I think in Coleman you get a versatile guy who can play five four. You know we've already seen that. I think you saw him play some five at the end of the year. I think the biggest thing for Coleman now is is living up to his talent. Um, the kid has talent. He's long. He's smooth. He's uh, he's athletic. He's got um, he he's got extremely skilled. He can handle the ball. He's an excellent defender using his length. Um, and you know he needs to get in the gym, work on Warren's jump shot. Improve his free throw shooting and find a niche offensively, because what he's got to do is either got to be whether it's being able to pull up and shoot a mid range jumper, whether it's attacking off the bounce, getting to the rim, scoring, being a spot up shooter, that's fine too. But finding what what his role is, because right now he's kind of a he's kind of a tweener. He shoots it okay from three. He can put it on the floor, but then he kind of takes some soft shots. Doesn't really isn't really consistent there. Um, whether it's mid-range or, or at the rim. And so he, he's, he's okay at everything. He's just got to kind of become great at something. And I think when he does that, this is a kid who's got a chance to be really, really good. And you put him in a front court already, just for the front court with, they have, with Dane Danger and, uh, and him, and then you know adding Terrence Shannon, Ty Rogers, et cetera. So many, the athleticism and length on the wing now at Illinois is just different level.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. It actually, you know, some of the teams that have given Illinois some fits in the past, Ohio state comes to mind in the big 10, all of a sudden, like we, we took that, that volume and we went from maybe five or six where we were up to 10. And then apparently we're like spinal tap and we went to 11. Um, We've got length on the wing that, that, you know, now all of a sudden I'm starting to feel, you know, like like days gone by. You know, it, the flying a line I had linked on the wing, and this team may even be be longer. You know than than that team. Um, Ked, what what did you what did you think from Coleman's standpoint? You know, um, excited. Uh, how did he feel? Because to me, these type of discussions where a coach and a player get to sit down, sometimes both guys uh, walk away feeling like a weight off their shoulder that they've improved things and. And now they've got kind of a, a new beginning. Um, how did How did uh, Coleman seem to you?
2: Well, I think one thing they want to do they want to put all the rumors to rest about him leaving because of his girlfriend and all these and all those things. Coleman did not want to leave the University of Illinois. He didn't. He committed to the University of Illinois, and once he wanted to stay there. You know, like I mentioned earlier, just the you know the you know the concern about. Minutes And some people who are listening to this podcast are probably going to think that's being selfish. No, it's not. How how many times the three of us, we've heard coaches say, you know what? It's not a good fit for us. We get to leave and there's no consequences. Same thing for a kid. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. And if the kid wants to be there and and if it's the right fit, then you stay. This isn't the 80s anymore. Kids kids and coaches all have options and I, I don't have a problem with it. Am I happy he's staying there? Here's why I am. Brad just, you know, enlightened me, and, and you know the light bulb went on in my head. Coleman needs to find something and do it well because there's so many things. It's like he makes you want more. He's an okay shooter, but we've seen him be good. Then we've seen him be bad. Houston purposely in the tournament didn't guard him or Cabello. That is what I mean when I put on, on our message board and on Twitter. He needs to fix that because if you have to guard him on the perimeter, I mean, think back to that donkey head against Michigan. That was that surprised everybody. And then you think, okay, now nah, this kid really has some upside to him. The block, how long he is. He's tough to shoot over. I don't think people realize, yeah, he's six ten, but his arms are long. He's a good defensive player. He does. Whether it be his inside game, he tips the ball well. I like to see his post-game. I like to see him, you know, develop a jump hook. Something around the basket and along with his mid-range game, because I think he's an outstanding passer and I think he's gonna become better with it. But the work ethic and he needs to go in there with the mindset. This is my team, even though there may be players that receive more hype than him. I think he needs that attitude. And the other thing is to prove to people that they didn't want to leave or he didn't want to leave the University of Illinois. One of the things he talked about was how generous the people were with, with his NIL. He, he has NIL you know, uh, situations where it's, it's great for him. And the, and the companies that are doing it for him, they're nice and generous to him. So the so people who think that he was just being selfish and, and didn't care about the team, that's not a good look because that's not true.
0: Yeah, and a lot of times when you, you're trying to figure out why people do things, you really have to sit down and have a discussion with them before you understand some of their motivations. Um, I was personally really happy for him because it's six foot 10. He is the type of guy that the NBA is looking for, and he's got the, the, the staff that can develop him. Uh, you know, Tim Anderson's put plenty of guys in the uh, NBA, and obviously, you see the development of IO under Coach Underwood, it seems like a place that's a good fit. The other thing is this Illinois team's going to be highly ranked, and coming into three years of being the number one team in the Big Ten from a win and loss standpoint, they're going to be on the TV a lot. So NBA teams, uh, they're going to have a hard time missing an uh, improved Coleman Hawkins if he puts the work in. Brad, any, any other thoughts about Coleman before we move on to another subject?
1: Yeah. I think that the, the one thing that realizes Illinois is not done and the transfer pro Terrence Shannon was obviously a great addition. Now they have, um, you know, Coleman returning, you've got Dane danger, but they still need some front court help. I mean, you can't just go with three guys. And so they need another guy who can play more five. So they're going to add somebody. Uh, it's probably going to be a person who is in the, entered the NBA draft and will, you know, be coming out. So when, you know, there's been a lot of speculation about Pete Nance. I think that's a name to watch from Northwestern. I think, um, to to keep an eye on. And then the other thing is, you know, now you've got a roster, you know, just, you've got a pretty solid roster and you just need a little bit, a couple more veteran pieces to go with these talented young guys. And I got a chance to be really, really good.
2: Well, I have to give the coaching staff credit. Um, They did a wonderful job of explaining to Coleman, how he could play if they were to get other players, you know, Brad mentioned Pete Nance, for example, if, if that happens, you know, um, they showed him how they could play together because this team is going. Th- this is going to be a different look. And I've always thought that And to tell you the truth. I'm not going to lie. I said the same thing to them. You know, don't bail on this because, you know, it's OK because Co- Kofi's gone. And so there's, you know, there's going to be menace there. And if you look at, let's I, I don't want to just keep throwing Nance out there because, you know, he hasn't, you know, done anything with the University of Illinois, but you add two, six, ten guys out there like that that are long, Nance can really, really shoot it. I thought he was a tough matchup for Kofi on the perimeter, to tell you the truth. Um and you got two guys that can put the ball on the floor and long like that. That's a matchup nightmare. And I think what the coaches did was they sold him on that. And I think that was the, the thing that Coleman didn't see or didn't understand. I think he thought like they were just going to put him on the bench again. But they were like, no, you're, you know, we, you know, we talked to you, we, you know, we want you here. So um, I think that was good at how they did it. And I think the way they sell it to not just him, but to other possible for me, and I think it's great because there's enough to go around. They, and I agree with Brad. They definitely need another guy, I mean, and there's no secret about that.
0: Yeah, it, this, this has a, a potential, um, and this staff, you know, has earned the uh, right to maybe make some assumptions they're going to be successful, but this potentially looks like just a spectacular roster going into next year. And, and, and let's talk about one of the guys specifically. Because these these freshmen, I mean, uh, number eight class in the country, but I know that you guys feel like a couple of these recruits are probably underrated by a decent amount. Um, Jaden Epps kind of looked like he wanted to prove something today, Brad. Maybe you can give us kind of an update of uh, what he did today, and and you know, talk a little bit because you've seen him play quite often. Maybe give the fans a little bit of preview of of a guy that maybe the uh, recruiting experts haven't really uh, done a good job of evaluating.
1: Yeah, Jaden Epps is uh, – now, I, I'm going to tell you, this is how high I am in Jaden Epps. If you watch him today, he can score at all three levels. He hits – whether it's the layup he hit, the floater he hit, the threes, whatever it is, you know, he's 6-1. He won the one-on-one contest at the Iverson Round Ball Classic this week, um, which tells you he's very difficult to guard. He, he just is really difficult to guard. He just can get by guys or he can shoot it if you back off. He's just he's – a, he's a really special scorer. Um, And he's a willing defender. I mean, obviously, he's got a lot to learn defensively about team defense stuff, but this guy would sit down and guard. I I would not be shocked, and this is how high I am of him. At some point, it would not shock me if he led the Big Ten in scoring during his career. That's what kind of scorer that we're talking about. This is a kid who I think is a four-year guy, three-year, four-year guy, who's going to put points on the board over and over and over. And he's going to come off the bench this year as a freshman. And you're going to have a game when he – he'll score 20 in a game this year as a freshman. Well, not every game, but he'll have a game where he scores 20. Now, he might have a game where he scores two yeah. as well because they're freshman, You know, that's what they do. But, I mean, he's just a bucket. This He he is wired to score, as uh, Illinois assistant coach Jester Frazier likes to describe guys. But, yeah, he's just wired to score. And he scores at all three levels. He's got a layup package. He's got a floater. He's got a mid-range. He's got the three-ball. And you know he's going to be really good, and I think he's underrated. And I think he showcased himself over this week really well as a guy that's probably, you know, should be in the top fifty. I mean, I, I think he and 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 um, Rogers and Clark are all top fifty guys. I think Sky's probably and Ty are probably a little higher, but you know, I think Jay Nepps has proven himself to be that top fifty level player.
0: Ked, any, any thoughts? Because you've you've obviously had a chance to see these guys play as well.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, I had him
0: on my podcast last week, and one
2: of the things we talked about, he smiled when, you know, I kind of talked to him a little bit, you know, off air about the rankings and what you know and what people think of him. And yeah, it matters to those kids. And, you know, he's playing with a little chip on his shoulder, but on air we talked about uh, you know, just doing what's best for the team, and he knows. He knows he can score. And one of the things that I want to add to what Brad said is not he's a willing scorer, but the kid is just tough mentally. He is one of those guys. You know, when, when if you remember when Illinois signed him, that was one of the things you know that everybody liked about him. By the way, was how mentally tough he was, and we we talked about him coming onto the team last year because they knew he was mature enough to handle it. You know, there was talk about him trying to get into the university last December, you know, and I asked if it was true. And he said, yes, it was. So I just think from, from his game and, you know, Illinois was very, very lucky to get Sky Clark because if Sky Clark didn't, you know, if he wouldn't have came, I think the job might have been if they don't get another guard on the transfer portal, might have been Jay Nepps. You know, um, I just think his game and like you said, you know, how he can score at all three levels. And I've talked to a number of other parents and other recruits that are out there and they all talk about how he's probably the most underrated
0: player in the entire class yeah and that's not hard to believe and, and am I crazy but couldn't I mean doesn't he look and have the attitude that you could see him playing cornerback or safety on the football team I mean he just yeah. he, he I, I tell you what I don't think I'd want to get him too angry either
1: yeah, he's a, he's a go-getter, man. He's a tough kid. I'm going to tell you the other thing I like about him. Ked mentioned playing within the team. Here's what he does. Here's why he's special and what I really like about the, him. If you watched his high school team, you saw him have games when he'd score 30-plus points when he needed to. Yep. But you also get, saw games they'd win by 40 points, and he'd score 12 points and have eight assists because he didn't need to score if he didn't need to score. If that makes sense, like he's a guy that he's content. So he's a team guy. He understood that when we're winning by 30, I got to get these other guys involved. I know I can get a bucket, but I want to get these other guys involved. That's a guy who isn't selfish. The selfish guys are when you win by six, you win 94 to 38 and you score 52. Yeah. That tells me you're not, you're not about the team. You're about you and you're about getting your buckets. And so that's different now. And I will tell you this about Jay Nepps. He is ready to play for Brad Underwood. He had – his high school coach at Combine was just – was all over him. And, and that's his coaching style. It's old school, get on you. And that's one of the reasons he was, like, kind of struggling with it. At first, this shows the mental toughness, but he battled through it. And and there, next thing you know, he, he's through it, and he had a great year. So, he's ready to play for Brad Underwood, and he's going to learn a lot. Uh, I mean, he's going to – he wants to be that tough love, that hard old-style coaching, so – I'm in love with, I'm in in love with him as a player. I just, first time I saw him last summer, since then I've thought he was great.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll tell you that I, I, if somebody tried to sell me on the fact that, that the rankings don't matter to him as competitive as he is on the court, I would say that they're full of uh, doo-doo because I think he's the type of kid who says, looks at the people ahead of him. And he's probably watched them and played them over the years. And I think he wants to prove that he's better than a few of those guys who are listed above him uh, because he believes it's the truth. And I can't fault a kid for being motivated like that.
2: No, I I, I... I mean, but like you said to me, I mean, I'm glad he's playing at the University of Illinois and not somewhere else. And, you know, I often wonder sometimes with him, you know, for the people who care a lot about rankings, you know, if he was in a on a different team, you know, a flashier team. I mean, he received all the accolades, you know, that he deserved, but I, sometimes, you know, that matters. I mean, to, to people, if you're on the right team or not. But to me, at the end of the day, you look at kids that produce, I mean, Chester, not Chester, excuse me, Trent Fraser. You know, a lot of people that know a lot about him and he was a four-star recruit and Trent, and Trent had a good, he had a pretty good career at the University of Illinois. Different players, but I just love the, the competitiveness of all the kids. You know, we all talk about him and I know we're talking about Jaden, but, you know, most people think the most athletic kid in the group is Sincere Harris. I kind of, I struggle with that. I, I see it, but I also – I don't forget about Ty Rogers. But that just goes to show you what the roster is going to look like because that's a kid a lot of people don't talk about either, and he has a really good flash to his game.
0: Yeah. You you see that with when he was on a couple uh, – three or four games last year, not this season but the prior season, you know, with Brandon on the floor, uh, the OSU uh, guard who's going pro this year. Um, there were there were three four five games where where basically sincere was the best player on the court. I'm not saying every game. I'm not saying all the time, but he was a junior who was who was having his fair share of excellent games with one of the, con- the country's top seniors. So he can hang. And then when you think about athletes, when you've got when you got Ty Rogers and you've got Terrence Shannon and you got Sincere Harris, I mean that is some that is a big difference from the athletes we've been able to put on the floor and, and it doesn't mean the other guys are chopped liver. So I think Brad Underwood is getting the, um, he's getting the, the, the roster that he wants. And Brad, there's a point I wanted to bring up to you came up today on a radio interview I was doing, but you know, people talk about, and I, I get frustrated. They go, well, Illinois lost in the first round, two years in a row. And I'm like, they didn't really lose in the first round, go back in time to, Stupid Austin P. when Illinois lost in the first game, go back and take a look what happened to Kentucky and Iowa this year. That's losing in the first round. Illinois makes it to the second round. So that's my first pet peeve. But secondly, and this is what I think is critical, that people don't notice as fans when you're too busy trying to be the coach. But, but you've got a team here that's led the Big Ten in wins over three years. And the culmination of how respected the team is for doing that over a three-year period is when guys go into the portal, they call Illinois. Illinois doesn't have to call them. And you don't do that if you haven't had a team that performs well, that has earned respect from other players in college basketball and other coaches. Brad, am I reading that right? Or am I just making this up in my own head, which I do sometimes?
1: No, I, I think you're right. Um, I, I think, um, I think you're accurate. I, Illinois has had a, has huge interest. They're a, they're a team that is, is kind of a, a name team. They're a hot team. Um, and people are excited 20 plus, like Brad Underwood told me on the podcast with me the last week that, um, earlier, I guess it was this week. Seems like yeah. last week, cause it's <laughs> been so busy, but, um, literally he told me that they've turned down 20 guys plus 20 plus guys. Those are guys reaching out. Hey, I'm interested in Illinois. Not saying every all 20 guys were like, I'm coming to Illinois. It was, but I'm telling you, there is a lot of interest. There are guys who right now are in the portal who want to come to Illinois. Now they have to figure out how to put their roster together, which guys are going to take. Uh, Can't have too many guys. There's just a, it's, it's, it's tough, but at the same time, this is a good place to be. You'd rather be turning guys away than begging guys to come.
0: Yeah. Ked, any thoughts on that? Um, Most
2: definitely. It's it's the right place to be because it could be worse. I mean, you remember when he first got there, I mean, how hard it was to get kids to come there. You know, and Illinois has now become a factor, not just, you know, in the Big Ten, but nationally. I like how, yeah, the transfer portal is great, but they've been able to go out and be some big boys when it comes to recruiting, you know, the Kansas, the Kentuckys, Michigan State, uh, North Carolina. I think that's great. That's what it was like when Illinois was in their heyday and when it was successful. You know, uh, now when you look at what's happening, you know, I've heard the coaches say, Yep, it was nice to win the Big Ten tournament. It was nice to win the Big Ten championship. Now it's time to advance into the NCAA tournament. They're building a roster together to do that. I mean, I just I mean, for all the basketball gurus out there, you are going to see a totally different offense. And it's just, we've said this a million times, it's going to be fun. Guys that can push the ball up the floor and catch and shoot and nobody's a liability. It's just going to be great to see.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, you don't want to wish time away, but you, there's a part of me that's like, I can't wait till next November. Now, again, theres we want to give Coach B time to, to put that, you know, Illini football team back on track. And that'll be a fantastic uh, thing. And, of course, we have our Illini guys golf outing. So that'll be you – know, we want to definitely, you know, make sure we, we don't fast forward through that. But this basketball season is going to have the most anticipation that I've had probably since, I mean, man, you know, that those late 80s year where every year you were just like, when are they going to start? When are they going to start? So I- I'm excited about that. So we, we've, we've hit through most of the things that we wanted to talk about today, but I'm going to give each of you a chance to kind of uh, give up your your last few thoughts here. We'll start with you, Brad, and then we'll let Ked close everything out.
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, we're, we're obviously doing a lot of watching um, of the of recruits as well. So we've got, you know, Ty Rogers, uh, I'm sorry, Terrence Shannon, you know, uh, Coleman Hawkins staying, uh, Jaden Epstein, but, that We're also, uh, you know, I was out and about last week in Indy. We've had reports on our message board. You can find those. Uh, Speech, Run and Slam is this weekend. So we've got reports from there um, this weekend uh, from that event. So I'm going to have those on the message board coming up. So you can still find out in the future, uh, even though we may have the present and we're locking down a little bit of that, we're still looking at the future and so are the Illinois coaches. So uh, keep an eye on our message board to get more information on that stuff.
0: Perfect. Kedrick? Uh, I'm going
2: to be glued to the transfer portal because I know there's a bunch of guys in the transfer portal that they're looking at and the possibility of of landing. And there's names out there that I'm not privy to say, and I'm just going to wait and see how it turns out. And I will end it with this part. Um, From an Illinois standpoint, I'm really glad that Coleman Hawkins decided to stay. I think that's best for the program. I think it's good for him and it shows maturity on,
0: on his part. So, uh, for those, those listening, thank you so much. You were hearing the voices of Brad Sturdy, a Line guy who is the Uber insider uh, who knows all things Line Eye, Kedrick Prince, right there with him. That's why Line Eye Guys has the best coverage, to be real frank, on what's going on with Line Eye Sports, because these two guys talk about being glued to somebody. Um, These guys are glued to the uh, Illini coaching staff and they are around the program. They know everything that's going on. It's fantastic to get a chance to work with them. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If you want all this information and you want it uh, early, you definitely need to subscribe. And this time of the year, the transfer portal and people going into the NBA draft and then dropping out of the NBA draft into the transfer portal. If you want to know what's going on, you want to see how we get those rosters put together. or when I say we, I mean how the staff does that. Uh, you get a little bit of insight into that by coming to alinaguys.com subscribing, going back into the message boards for those daily and uh, every other day updates. Um, if you're the type of person who just likes to cheer for the Illini, that's fantastic. Um, We can get you all the Illini information and you don't have to spend every day going through the boards uh, and obsessing on things. We're good for that as well. Ninety nine dollars a year. um, Great deal. uh, An opportunity to get a seven day trial. So give that a whirl if you want to do that. Also, check out our Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. That's our two hour radio extravaganza that's on Fridays, Saturdays, or Sundays all around the state of Illinois. Go to IlliniGuys.com, check the radio button, and you will get a list of the city, the station, and the date and time that it's on. You'll be able to listen to us every week. All we ask you to do is call up that station or send them an email thanking them for that. And of course, you heard Brad talk about Sturdy for 30. That's the flagship uh, podcast of our line. You can hear this week's episode with brad squared that's brad sturdy interviewing brad underwood one of the best podcasts you will hear if you're an illini fan and you haven't heard it shame on you go download it listen to it tonight um and then kedrick prince has Keds recruiting roundup which is fantastic it gives you what it's like to be a recruit on the other side of the fence what the recruit their coaches and their parents go through during these processes and kedrick has had all of the basketball uh, signees, except for Sincere Harris calling out to Sincere. Um, we've He's had everybody on. You definitely want to listen to those. So we really would love to see you on IlliniGuys.com, but stay tuned because we're going to talk about the NFL draft coming up in the next day or two, and we will keep you abreast of any big-time transfer portal or NBA draft news that affects the Illini. Go Illini. Thank you very much.